my friends, and welcome back to the Cantina Chatter Podcast. In this episode, we will be continuing our look at the Hasbro Star Wars 30th Anniversary Collection, which was released back in 2007 as part of the Modern Star Wars Toy Line Retrospective series. So this is part two um, out of our four-part showcase on the 30th anniversary collection. In the last episode, we focused on most of the basic figures that were released throughout the 30th anniversary collection. In this episode, we're going to finish looking at the basic figures. And then in part three, we're going to get into everything else that was part of the 30th line, including the Order 66 packs, the comic packs, battle packs, multi-packs of illusions, exclusives, vehicles. Gosh, this was such a huge, expansive toy line, the likes of which we just don't see uh, anymore. So I'm really excited to talk about it. Uh, of course, Dan Curto is back, and we're going to focus on um, this second part, looking at all of those different assortments in this line. And then in part four, of this uh, look at 30th anniversary, we're going to focus on the Saga Legends line, a lot of which were voted by fans uh, and released later on in the 30th anniversary collections run. So stay tuned for that. Um, hope you're doing well. Hope that you enjoyed our previous episode. And I also want to thank everybody for your kind comments um, regarding my health. Um, I'm very glad to be on the mend. Uh, things look great. Uh, and now I am shifting my focus on not only healing, but um, a sense of renewal that I now have and how I want to use that and make the most out of my time. So that's an ongoing thing for me. I'll continue to assess and, and reflect and consider. Um, but without further ado, let's go ahead and have Mr. Curdo join us and we'll continue our focus on the 30th anniversary collection. Let's see here. So wave 7.5. So this is a, a repaint wave, right? So this is something they did uh, every now and then with the, the various lines over the years. Oftentimes the last wave of a given line would be like a repaint type wave. Uh, same thing here. This is what this is intended to be. So um, when you'd see this at the end of the year. So for this one, it's Darth Vader hologram, uh, clone trooper, 7th legion, clone trooper, hawkback battalion. R2B1 Astromech Droid, Naboo Soldier, Rebel Vanguard Trooper from Battlefront, and then Pax Bonkick, the uh, Rodian Pod Racer mechanic. I have a story on this wave. I helped design this wave. Love it. This this particular wave was supposed to be the Force Unleashed, but the Force Unleashed video game was delayed. So in 2007, Easter weekend, I was trading emails back and forth with Hasbro trying to come up with seven figures to fill the wave. And the rules were, we, we can't come up with characters that we're already going to do. So, of course, initially I didn't know who any of those were. We can't come up with any figure that uses parts that we're going to use somewhere else. So one of one of the suggestions that I had come up with was an Obi-Wan Kenobi um, with with his his hood. Right. 
And uh, they said, well, we can't do that because we're going to be making Obi-Wan Kenobi next year. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I can't tell anybody that, but um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> and what we, what we had done was we had gone back through the Hasbro Q&A and a lot of figures that were suggested were brought back. So Darth Vader hologram was one of those. Initially, it was going to be a different body. But uh, the, the one that we have it still still works really well. Um, the R2B1 was a figure that was really, really hard to find from the episode one days. So bringing him back and then modern sculpting was, was a no-brainer. The Naboo soldier had been released in a different color scheme. So again, this was something that was suggested. I suggested releasing the 7th Legion, what became known as the 7th Legion Trooper, because that particular deco was originally only available as like a statue. Okay. And they said, okay. And I said, you know, you, you, you had like four of those back when you did this in Revenge of the Sith. And you've done the green one, the blue one, the yellow one, I'm, I'm, you know, whatever it was. And I said, but you haven't done this one. They're like, okay, well, we'll do that one. So they, they did that. Um they wanted to do another clone trooper, so um, they, they suggested the Hawkbat, what became known as the Hawkbat trooper, because that would be an easy repaint. Mm -hmm. And then they really, really, really wanted to do something with Greedo. And I, back in 2000, created a fan fiction story of a Rodian Jedi named Badu Bak. <laughs> that uh, if you're into customizing and you back know me from my Ferg days, that you probably know all about this character. But uh, unfortunately, Greedo's head didn't fit on anybody <laughs> because the ball was so big. Uh, you know, the ball and socket joint on, on Greedo's head, the ball and socket joint was so big that his head didn't fit on any of the Jedi bodies that they had made. So oh, they, couldn't, they couldn't do that. And I was like, damn it, damn it, damn it. So they were like, well, you know, we look through the films and we see Greedo, obviously, and then we see other Rodians in not only the Cantina, but in Docking Bay 94 and later on in Jabba's Palace, but they all look the same. Right. They all have the same outfit. Yeah, it's weird. I said, you know, there, there is another Rodian in the background in episode one. Now, he doesn't look like Greedo. Outfit is completely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you gave him the vest of this other character, it, it might work. And they're like, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, we'll do that. And then they found that on, well, I think StarWars.com used to have a uh, fan, not fan fiction, but a fan tells the story type of thing huh. where someone had given him this character the name Pax Bonkick. There was another guy, Trax Bonkick, too. So you really you had to buy two of them if you wanted the whole background on it. So uh, that was... I see. And then the Rebel Vanguard Trooper, I, I laugh whenever I see this because I made Hasbro kitbash a figure. <laughs> <laughs> I have played the Battlefront video game, and this was a character from that. And coincidentally, I didn't know this at the time because that was part of the discussion, they were working on a Battlefront figure multipack. Uh -huh. I think it didn't come out until the Legacy Collection. So this would be one of the first ones from that. Mm, okay. And that was, and there were a lot of other figures suggested. Some of them eventually got made. Some of them didn't. But uh, this was my Easter weekend in 2007. 
was emailing back and forth with 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 Daryl DePriest and and some other people on the uh, Hasbro design team. They're like, "Do you think we could do this?" And, Absolutely. And then I mentioned before uh, celebration. They had it that quickly. They had the the uh, paint masters to show off the prototypes. Uh-huh. And I was blown away because, like, nobody else knew about this. I mean, I wasn't allowed to even talk about it, like, even go on. And here I am telling a website where I'm revealing Hasbro secrets and stuff, and I'm just not doing that, right? So that's uh. that's interesting dynamic. <laughs> but I see these figures for the very first time, and the deco on Pax Bonkick was amazing on his face, on, on, on the way they, they painted that. Yeah. I said, they'll never do this in production. It'll never be this good. But it was it really was. It was so good. It is good. Uh, the gradient, right? Like of the colors, just right. Yes. Remarkable. And uh, anyway, so that's that's the story of how this wave. I've, I know I've told this many times if if you've listened to me on various shows, but that's the story how this particular wave came to be and why. Um, funny side note: the Force Unleashed game got delayed a second time but they decided they're not they're not going to do that again they just released the figures anyway <laughs> yeah i remember that <laughs> uh, but no that's a great story so you know great great to hear you know even if you know i've heard it before it's still awesome to hear it's, you know you just think about how how incredible that that sounds you know to spend an easter weekend i don't even remember what i did easter week in 2007 <laughs> uh, i don't even remember what i did last year come to think of it barely but um <laughs> yeah. yeah that's 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 great great memories there for sure and um yeah what would you say is the standout from this wave well i gotta i gotta i really like the rebel vanguard trooper again because of the way not only this concept behind it and how how it was done but also i really like the execution of it too i mean i think he Mm -hmm. works really well but I also really love the Pax Bond Kick figure. Like I was saying, the deco on that just blew me away when I first saw it. Yeah. So kind of torn. <laughs> that's that's a cool one, too. There, I mean, it's just all around. It is a solid wave, even if it was like a last minute thing. Like even the Hawkbat Battalion Trooper from Clone Wars. That's, uh-huh. you know, such a unique uh, with the mud and the poncho and missing the stripe. You know, very faithful to the animated look. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is before, you know, the 3D Clone Wars. So the right. this particular Clone Wars show was very, had a lot of fans, not only myself, but a lot of fans on the Hasbro team. So they were really excited to bring out another character from, from that show. Yeah, it's great. And it was such an easy thing to do, really. I mean, you had right. plenty of material from all the Jedi robes. Yeah, yeah, that's true, because it is very similar color. All right, so let's look at uh, let's look at the next wave. So this is wave eight. This is Attack of the Clones. And Dan, what I'm kind of thinking is maybe we need to even break up the saga, uh, the 30th anniversary collection, just given how many other categories we still have to look at for the other right. assignments. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, it was a big year. It might require multiple shows. It may require multiple shows. All right, so let's look at wave eight. So Attack of the Clones. Uh, here we have Clone Trooper in training fatigues. Padme Amidala, Naboo Senator, Jango Fett, Bounty Hunter, Fulvith Mon, Jedi Master, Destora Droid, and Macquarie Signature Series uh, for this wave is the Rebel Trooper. Yeah, which, which has a big clam on his head. I, really, <laughs> I always thought it looked like a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's frightening. Yeah, he's thinking his 
<laughs> out of the toilet. Um, you know, I mean this this was a, this was a, a mixed wave for me. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the training fatigues clone. Uh, I think that was a great idea. The execution didn't really work, and the pose, the sculpting is 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 pre-posed and not a not so great articulation. Um, but I mean, for what it is, I think it's still pretty cool. Yeah, good likeness, but but I, I do agree. Yeah, the snap on armor, you know, it is a little wonky. Yeah, um, Padme's outfit. I mean, this is the the what the dinner the dinner scene. Right, right. It, it it looks phenomenal. They they haven't done all of Padme's outfits from from the from the prequel trilogy, but they've done quite a few, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of times they really knock it out of the park. Now you can't pose her at all, um, so she's very statuesque. That doesn't sound right, but she's just statue. Yes. Um, but it, they did a good job of it. Really, yeah, they did. I like the way that the that they textured her dress, just like the material and everything. You know, very nicely sculpted. Yes, and then the the, the I mean, the destroyer droid is is a destroyer droid. It's not to me super exciting, but I do like the fact that he comes with half the shield. Yes, which means, of course, you have to buy another one to you complete buy two. <laughs> you gotta buy two, and it's funny. I still remember um, finding this at Target. I was visiting my my mom, my, my parents, and uh, I went to Target with my mother, and um, I found it on the shelf for the first time. Like, up oh, buying it. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, Jango Fett also with with removable armor, kind of cool. I I do dig, dig it, and this is sort of his Camino uh, casual look, if you will, when yeah. when Obi Wan first meets him. So right. he's sort of like, uh, you know, dressing down for, for, you know, being back home type of thing. Yep. I, I thought that was kind of cool. And, and I don't believe they've ever released him with a poncho um, before. Uh, not before this, no. Yeah. So that was, I don't know, I kind of I like this one. Not, not my favorite. I, I'm going to, you can probably tell, process of elimination. My favorite in this one is Volthif Mon. Yes. The Jedi I, Master. I agree and, with you. What I what I love about this character is again another character from the Clone Wars micro series, but this is a character that was the winner of a contest that I think it was Chef Boyardee had on the, on their on their ravioli cans, and fans <laughs> could vote out of three aliens um, that would be made into one of the upcoming episodes. Now they all got made into the episode eventually, but Wolfif Mon was the winner, and he was added into like season one, one of the final episodes, as like a you know a quick cameo type thing. Right. And although he won, and that was really cool, he kind of got screwed because the other two got a much bigger and better storyline with Palpatine. Right. Yeah. So Roran Karab and uh, I don't remember the other guy's name. Um, the Tal's Jedi, but uh, yeah, they, they were. He was made in Saga Collection, which is basically they took Muftak and gave him an, a suit. Exactly, in big boots. Yes, but it's just very cool because they completed that trio of of figures. And I remember when this happened because I was very closely following that that show as it as it was released. Um, I thought that was really cool how they they just kind of had fans input into the show. And uh, now here we are, you know, whatever four four years later at the at this time, 
And uh, now all three of them are made into action figures. Yeah, and it's especially unique too because you got to think about how this was a species from the cantina, right? Like Lax Sivrak, and that was replaced, right? Like it's replaced in special yes. edition. Yes. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's great. And I, I really like the card because it does use the Lax Sivrak like mask on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so cool. Super neat. Yeah, and it's just a great figure. I, I would agree. That is a standout for me as well from this from this wave. And you know what's interesting too is that um Hasbro has coming out pretty soon, I believe, the the Clone Wars micro series wave for uh, the vintage collection, and uh, so they already have the logo. If they wanted to bring back some of these micro series figures, they already have like the uh, the template uh, in which to do that on TVC. Right. Oh, that would. Be, I mean, I I dig it when they do that. When they when they have realistic interpretations of animated figures, because they they had. A line of Clone Wars. I'm sure you talked about this before. But they had a line of Clone Wars figures that were ripped right out of the screen based on those designs. But they were again sort of statuesque, limited articulation, um, and posability figures. Yeah. Seeing them brought into a realistic line it was kind of like I don't know. I kind of I kind of like that. It's super cool. Yeah, yeah, really and we don't see too much of that really. No, no, not at all. We don't. We, we need to see more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So this takes us into 2008 wave one. There were two waves uh, in, in 2008. Uh, first one is Revenge of the Sith. This is uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader, Commander Greek, Kashyyyk Trooper, Tri-Droid, uh, 2-1-B Surgical Droid, Poe Nudo, and Mustafar Panning Droid. Right. Now, now this, they stopped with the coins at this point. Um, and they included the stands that were part of um, Saga Collection, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they each have their own film logo on it and their names on it and everything. So, so the coins are gone. They brought the, bat, the stands back. But uh, this, this particular wave, I really enjoyed this one. Um, the first time I saw it was at uh, Dallas Fan Days uh, in, well, Star Wars fan days in Dallas. Yeah, I can I can speak. And they had them on display. Uh, Hasbro came out to that that year, and they had them on display in a case. And somebody stole Commander Gree. Oh wow! When they were when they were breaking it down, so someone out there has the prototype for Commander Gree, and and you suck <laughs> for stealing. <laughs> wow. But. Uh, yeah, I mean that Commander Gree I think was was fantastic, and you, you mentioned Darth Vader, and it, it should be pointed out that this was Mustafar. This is Anakin when he was technically Darth Vader, but he was in his Anakin outfit. Uh-huh. And Obi Wan and Anakin, not only are they standalone figures by themselves, but you take it with the droid, and they can recreate the whole battle where one's standing on the droid and the other standing on the platform because yeah. both of those are all included. I mean, how cool is that? It's great. I actually have those on my shelf because I just love that, you know, how they did that back then. I still have them on display. Yeah, it, it's, it just kind of, again, kind of shows like this probably if it was released in the previous year, they might have been like as an extra accessory, right? Right. But, uh, you know, instead they released it separately and, and, and it was good that they did it. I, I, I just thought that was really cool and, and I really love the world building that sometimes hasbro puts into all this stuff kind of yeah. like we're playing all along it's it's really it's really nice 
for sure. And I still think this is probably their best, like Obi Wan, like for for Revenge of the Sith. I think it still holds up, and mm-hmm. any of the ones previous to this, you know, didn't do. And I think anything since then is basically this figure, like you know, repainted. Um, and I think this was also one of the first uses of ball jointed hips on these figures. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, super super great. You gotta have both of those and. Let's see what else. So, uh, Commander Gree, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, finally a uh, proper Commander Gree because they did do Commander Gree, I believe, in two, I think it was a Saga collection, but it was just like a repaint, right, of the super articulated yes. Stormtrooper. Yep. Yep. So, this was definitely uh, an upgrade. Yeah. Super close. Yeah. And way better. Like, I'm just looking at the comparison here. Like, yeah, it's, it's no contest. It was a hugely improved. Uh, uh, over the shortcut that they tried earlier on. Right. Um, let's see. A Kashyyyk yeah, trooper. Didn't quite get the, they didn't quite get the deco down on that yeah, initial. Yeah, that's true. The deco isn't completely there. Um, Kashyyyk trooper was another one they had taken the shortcut on by just repainting the scout trooper yep. uh, in the previous line. So it's nice that this one finally got its all new sculpt. It's a great figure. It's a little short, right? But it's still it's, a great figure. He's, he's a little short for... Uh... For a clone trooper, but still, you know, it's it's pretty solid, and the design is 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 really good. And you know, I I like the removable helmets that they included. Um, I also I see nowadays they're doing a lot of like alternate heads, so you right. can swap them out. I, I kind of like that idea too. But there's something fun about having the helmet. You know, you can put on and off the characters, and and for the clones, it was basically the same head, obviously that they use for most of the different clone trooper figures, regardless of, of how they, um, you know, which, which character it was, uh-huh. but, uh, yeah. And then, you know, two one B, this was not the two one B we knew from, from the empire strikes back. This was, this is the one from episode three. Yeah. And still pretty solid. Yeah. I very mean, solid. Very solid. Uh, yeah, and this one I, I think also had like the ball jointed hips and mm-hmm. um, you know just a great sculpt, great paint. Um, probably a really unique one for this way was the tri droid, huh? So this was like something that was very compact when you saw it in the packaging, but then when you pulled it out, <laughs> it was very it's big. Enormous. It it really is. It really is. I uh, I I like this one. I mean, I, I know some people maybe had problems getting him to stand up. I never had that problem. I, I do like that he comes with a base that he doesn't actually need. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, once he's up on his up, up on all all uh, threes, because three legs, um, he, he towers over pretty much everybody. Right. Yeah, he's a tri droid. He's got three legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah it's a really cool figure. I think I have like three of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Poe Nudo, you know, a, um, a separatist. So, you know, we did get separatists sprinkled in throughout those years. And uh, this was this was the one they did for this line, Poe Nudo. Yeah. And, and, and weird looking aliens are always great. Always a welcome addition. Um, because of the robes, he cannot uh, move his legs. But, uh, you know, for, for, for what it is and what this character is, I thought this was great. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think those figures were, were fantastic. I, I love that they did those separatists. Took a while to get all of them, but it's cool that they exist. Right. And and I, I tell you, I'm having a hard time thinking what's my favorite of this line. 
Yeah, that's so I, really, a, I thought this was a really solid wave. It is. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, hum. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of leaning towards Obi-Wan, but, you know, he doesn't really bring anything new to the table the way that the Tridroid or uh, even, even 2-1-B. I'm also kind of leaning towards Mustafar Panning Droid just because how obscure that is. And it... <laughs> it, it, it goes and ties back to the lava miner from the very beginning of this line. Right. That's true. Right. So we're back on Mustafar and I, I'm kind of digging that aspect of it, but I do love that tridroid. Oh man, this is so hard. <laughs> it, it is. It is it's such a great wave. Uh, such a great line. But yeah, I think either I'd go with either of those two. Either of those let's, two would do it for me. Let's go with tridroid. We were talking a lot about him. So let's, let's say he's <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll go with Tridroid. All right, and that'll take us to the very last uh, wave uh, in the uh, main line for 30th Anniversary Collection. This is finally that Force Unleashed line that you were talking about. Finally made its way to retail. And I think it started, it was like in spring uh, 2008, right? Because I remember I had just moved yep. to California when I had started finding this at the store. Yes, and usually there's there's a thing called Last Wave Syndrome, where the last wave of a line is almost impossible to find at retail, and sometimes it actually sort of gets canceled. Right. Um, but uh, the, I had no problems finding this at all. Yeah, I saw it a couple mm-hmm. times as, as well. Um, and, um, they were clearing out shelf space to make room for Legacy Collection and Clone Wars, which would happen over the summer. So that's why we started seeing this carry over into 2008. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought this... We got to see these at Toy Fair in 2007, and then yeah. it finally came out in 2008. But, I mean, every figure in here is right off the video game and, and really was well done. Oh, for sure. Uh, we have Imperial Evo Trooper, uh, Imperial Jump Trooper, Maris Brood, Darth Vader Battle Damage, Rom Coda, Shadow Guard, and Juno Eclipse. Now, now Juno Eclipse was another one that got pre-released sort of a pre a pre-paint like the airborne trooper we mentioned before because her entire figure was re repainted and re-released in a comic pack as dina shan yeah and you know we didn't really know that at the time but uh they there have been a couple of variations in this as well maris brood had two different skin tones and juno eclipse had two different hairstyles <laughs> so they're like <laughs> Resculpted the head completely and and then re-released it. So that sometimes when you when you are dealing with concept art, and and this is true in in, in video games and movies and and and, and, and whatnot, you you are working with the toy line a year and a half before the film comes out or the game comes out, and there's mm-hmm. there's time to change the character's look. Whereas in the figure, it's like, well, we we already are so far down the road, we can't change that. So you'll have things like skin tone differences or costume differences. You know, if, if you think back to like the original figures for um, some of the characters in episode one, they didn't quite match what was seen on screen because the digital files were changed before the film came out. And then later on, we get like a different Foden bead because that's how he looked, not the way they originally made him, for example. Right. So this is a case here where some of the, designs don't quite match up to what we saw in the game but uh you know they all look great 
Yeah, no, they all look great. Um, that's a cool name too, Juno Eclipse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Maris Brutus, she's the one that had the variant, right? There was like two paint versions of her. Yep. Yep. And she, in the game, she's, uh, if I remember right, she's the Padawan of Shakti. Yes. On Felucia? Felucia. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this, this, to me, I, I have somewhere in my collection, I have a storage tote with just all of the Force Unleashed um, figures that they had made. Because they made a lot more after this. Right. In battle packs and, in, you know, single releases or, or comic packs or whatever whatever uh, it was. And uh, they made they made quite a few. Um, yeah. I really dug this game. I, I did play this game. Uh, I did play the second game. I didn't like the second game as much as the first game. True. But uh, there was so many possibilities on here, and this doesn't even have Starkiller in it. And this wave doesn't have Starkiller. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking about that. It was like a big secret, you know? And he was part of the uh, evolution set, which we'll get to at some point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And this uh, Maris Bruce, she's got like these unique baton lightsabers. No no other character that I can think of has sabers like these. Right, not that I'm aware. I mean, they're not very practical, really, because you could chop your arm off. But that oh, yeah. just shows how <laughs> skilled she was. Exactly. Which Which of those two do you like better? Do you like them more? They're both like um, dark side versions, right? We didn't get, we never got the light side version. But which of these two versions would you say is superior? Right. I I kind of like the the pale version because that was more. If I remember right, her she was very much dark side in the game when you first met her as Starkiller, you play Starkiller in the game. And then later on, you meet her again, and she seems to be more, like, reformed. And she kind of helps Starkiller along. Huh. This is if I remember right. But uh, I like like the paler version. I think the paler version is a a unique look for her. Yeah. Yeah, they're both cool, though. I think if you have one, you know, you can't go wrong either version. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember the. I, I played it too. I love the game. I just don't. It's been gosh so long. Two thousand eight. I can't even. Oh man, it'd be neat to sit through it again. I guess if if I right. found the time, someday. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at the gallery page right now, and I am completely wrong. It wasn't Juno Eclipse who had her hair change. It was Dina Shan who had her hair change. Mm, okay. They re-released Dina Shan with like a, a a bun in the back of her head. Why? I don't know, but they did. <laughs> yeah, these two troopers are great, too. The Jump Trooper, the Evo Trooper. Um, you know, just unique designs from the game. Those hadn't existed before that. No, and I, if I remember correctly, these were repacked or repainted and released in multi-packs um, in later years. Yes, that is true. Uh, Rom Koto was an, was an interesting one, too. Um the way he puts his lightsaber in his in the uh, sheath on his back, you know, he's very samurai-looking Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not going to work out too well for him the way they, they executed <laughs> it on the figure. No, I mean this is one of those things with uh, you know some of the lightsabers used to have or still do some of them have removable blades, and I think in this particular case that would have made more sense. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. And then later um, on in the game, he loses his eyesight. So, yes. so it would have been an interesting alternate head if they had uh, gone that route. That is true. 
and then, um, yeah, I guess the only other one in this wave is Darth Vader battle damaged. And for me, I th- at the time, I thought this was great. Like, you know, we had never seen a figure like this where it was Darth Vader and with all these removable parts, you know, you could oh, yeah. reenact the game. And it's interesting because I think the card art is great on this figure, but it doesn't look anything like the actual figure. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Again, concept art, real <laughs> figure sometimes varies. But I mean, th- to me, this is easily my favorite figure in, in the wave just because of how messed up this guy is. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, when I remember at Toy Fair seeing this for the first time, you know, coming up like it, it, the, the way they have it, it's if you've been to Toy Fair, you know, um, they have everything kind of like sequestered off in different areas. And then you come around the corner and you're looking at the display. And this one just jumped right out at me. I'm like, holy cow, what's going on here? You know, I have no idea what yeah. the game is about at the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, this this was a fun one. And the cape is even all messed up, too. It's got holes in it. And yeah. It's all tattered and torn. Yeah, this was this was a fun one. This was it definitely. Was. You could tell, even though it maybe didn't match the final version, this was definitely a fun one. It was. And, you know, I can still, uh, I remember back, you know, when, when those images came out from Toy Fair and we saw, you saw these and yeah, good times. I'm, I'm trying to think of, uh, I think I would agree with you. I think the Darth Vader is a lot of fun. Um, it was, the whole wave is solid. I, I know we didn't even touch on the Shadow Guard, which is also a pretty, pretty cool figure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, it, it, it's a repaint of the Emperor's Royal Guard that had come out, but I mean, that's what you would expect it to be. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that covers the uh, the main line. There were only six figures in the vintage line, so if you want to include those and cut a cut a break, that sounds good to me. Okay, let's let's um, do that. Because I think these six figures were pretty well done. Yeah, let's talk about those. You're right; there are only six of them in the uh, uh, the vintage, and I think these were still lab- labeled as as the Saga collection, weren't they? Like the the sticker that was on there. Yes, yeah, so there's a reason for that. And I mentioned it at the beginning of this show. The 30th anniversary collection logo is terrible because it's square and it's on an angle and it doesn't really work when you're trying to make a vintage style Kenner card back. You know, it's a very horizontal logo. So mm-hmm. so the design team said, we're just going to use the Saga collection logo instead. And I know this because I bug them about it <laughs> i'm like why is this saga collection that was last year he's like yeah but the logos you gotta understand design work i'm like oh okay <laughs> so so when i was documenting this the action figure line i came up with the the vtac i would call it so there was votc there's vtsc and i would say vtac but it really that's wrong yeah. <laughs> so apologies for the confusion, people that pay attention to stuff like this. And if you don't, then never mind. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is really a neat um, thing that they continue doing, right? Because uh, the vintage, modern vintage, started in uh, with the original trilogy collection, right? We had the VOTC, it continued on in uh, the Saga collection, and then the following year here, I think these came out around fall, if I remember correctly. Um, we got the uh, another wave of six more figures. So we have Bosk, mm-hmm. Han Solo and Hoth Outfit, IG-88, Luke Skywalker and Bespin Fatigues, 
Princess Leia in Combat Poncho and Imperial Stormtrooper Hoth Battle Gear. Yes. Otherwise known as Snowtrooper. Otherwise known as the figure that was repainted and re-released <laughs> so many times I can't even keep track. Yes. I, I literally think they released this figure about 50 times in different formats. and di- Little dirt splashes here, little cleanup here, whatever. <laughs> the, the, but it's the snow. it was such a great figure, the Snowtrooper. Um, whereas like Han Solo and Hoth outfit, I think that got a couple of re-releases later on. Um, Luke Skywalker Bespin fatigues got completely replaced because it wasn't all that great. And Leia in uh, combat poncho, I think they just, they just did a new version of her not that long ago. Right. Um, but Bosk and IG-8 are outstanding. Yeah, I think to this day, those are still like the definitive versions they've come out with so far, both of those. Yeah, and I think that um, they were re-released. Oh, They were. They were re-released in that, that battle game. What was that line? That was the Shadows of the Dark Side? Shadows of the Dark Side, yeah. And they had all the bounty hunters except for like one. I remember yeah. that was made up of a lot of bounty hunters. Yeah, that uh yeah, they were definitely in there. But no, those were those were cool. And IG88, you know, this is one that they could, you know, if if the current uh, IG11 is is any um metric to go off of, they could certainly go back and and you know, re-engineer this and make it even better. Right. Um, but for the time it was pretty pretty remarkable. Yeah. Oh, I I I would say this is one of the most outstanding figures that they've done especially of this character but uh they they really did do a great job with him yeah they did and bosk is great like you said um the costume may be a little bit light in the color i felt like but mm-hmm. you know very banana yellow but still still a great figure no doubt yeah i'm a sucker for bounty hunters and i always as a kid even with the, with the original kenner i always liked the character of bosk i always thought he was pretty unique and you know what was his story he's just growling at the imperials and stuff like that you know that was all he did but uh you know and we've seen him in uh the clone wars of course and then he spoke which was weird (laughs) um but this this figure i thought was great and i really like the way that they they sculpted his his face and included all of the like accessories of his outfit as as add-ons like the collar the straps around his legs they weren't sculpted on this time around which kind of led me to believe that they might use this body for something else later on down the road but they never did right yeah they never did such a great figure uh other than that uh luke best in fatigues we did get an updated one after this in the vintage collection Mm -hmm. Uh, not too long after but um for the at the time, you know, two thousand seven, this was the best version of Bespin Luke you could get. Yeah, I think they used this body for um, uh, was it Jason Solo in in the Legacy Collection? I mm. think this was this was the body they used as the basis for that. So it's not like it was it had gone to waste, but they just decided to improve it um, when Vintage Collection started up. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But yeah, yeah. Another thing to mention. Um, this was also part of the ultimate galactic hunt where you could send away little stickers and you could send away for the coins for these characters. 
to include yeah. in your album. Yeah, that's true. And not only six, but you could also get the exclusive, at the time, uh, coin that was given out at Toy Fair. So there was a Toy Fair coin that came with its own special little box that was given away to attendees and press, like, like myself at the time. But the coin itself was then available inside this special kit as well. Right. So. Yeah, that was a neat thing. Uh, I still remember sending off for that little box and getting it in and, you know, had the coins in there. I was like, oh, cool. I can add these into my album. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, and the only other one, I guess, is Leia in her uh, combat poncho and or Leia, which, like you said, they just repurposed this sculpt uh, last year for uh, TBC. They gave her a new head, new new poncho. Mm -hmm. uh, but otherwise, it's basically the same figure, which was a little frustrating. Um, but, you know, at the time, she wasn't too bad. Yeah, I don't know. I I like the new one. I like the new one. I think yeah. that the poncho is 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 pretty cool. Um, I I just actually just the other day I got off Walmart.com. I got the Luke Skywalker Endor mm -hmm. poncho, mm -hmm. and I don't like that one because his helmet is stuck on. Oh really? So for me, it's the opposite. Like I don't. I I kind of loathe this figure, this Leia, because you know the wrists. That's a big hindrance for getting her on the speeder bike, but um. Luke, I really like. I, I feel like the helmet for me isn't like a huge thing because we have other Lukes without the helmet. And, you know, yeah. he's, he's got a very articulated body and I think the upgrades uh, really work. So for me, it's the opposite. Well, it, it's also true. And I, I think somebody had pointed this out uh, somewhere. It's true to uh, the Kenner release because that helmet didn't come off back back in uh, 85, 84, whatever, whenever that uh, came out. Yeah. That so I get it. I get it. That is true. So perhaps the last thing we should uh, we should touch on, Dan, uh, for this uh, for this episode, this portion of Saga uh, or 30th Anniversary Collection mm -hmm. is uh, the Ultimate Galactic Hunt variations of some of these figures. Oh, yes. Yeah. So so these were chase figures because because people like those, I guess um, I did. I collected them all. And instead of the silver coins, they were gold coins. And the logo was gold as well. So nice reflective. And, and I don't remember like what the case ratio was, um, but they were not really hard to find. Because um, I remember seeing all of them at retail at one point or another. Uh -huh. But uh, they, were, they were kind of fun to collect. Yeah, yeah. So Hasbro had been doing... Um ultimate galactic hunt the year prior right and they were doing it it was basically the little um uh the little pack-in uh figurines that were that were silver the little uh, chess pieces exactly the little chess pieces and this time it's uh, the coins now they were gold and only certain characters uh, were released in chase versions and i'll just go down the list really quick so okay. uh galactic marine r2d2 Mace Windu, Airborne Trooper, uh, Macquarie, Stormtrooper, Han Solo, uh, Luke Skywalker, Yavin, Biggs Darklighter, Rebel Pilot, Macquarie, uh, Concept Boba Fett, Darth Vader, Sith Lord, Macquarie, uh, Concept Chewbacca, and Boba Fett, Animated Debut. All of those could be obtained in these uh, Chase variant iterations. Yes. Those were figures from the first three waves of 2007, so that would be spring release, and then you'd... you'd uh... They didn't do any more after that, right. which was which was good. 
which was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I think this is a good place to uh, uh, to pause our discussion on the 30th anniversary line. And uh, when we come back, we will talk about uh, comic packs, about Order 66 sets, about battle packs, multi-packs, evolutions, exclusives, uh, vehicles, um, and uh, role play. There, you know, there's it, it was such a huge line, crazy time uh, in the golden age where they were just pumping things out left and right. So we'll definitely break it up, and we'll also uh, follow up with an episode on Saga Legends for 30th anniversary as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm happy to come back anytime. I really love talking Star Wars, obviously. Um, just a quick rundown of what we determined was our favorite figures in each wave and okay. uh, potential re-releases. Uh, the Airborne Trooper from, from Wave 1. Uh, Concept Boba Fett. The Jawa and the Lindroid. Hermie Odal. Han Solo with the Torture Rack. Yoda with Kaibuk, but really Kaibuk with Yoda. <laughs> um, oh, I'm out of order here. The uh, Rebel Vanguard Trooper, Volfif Mon, Anakin Skywalker, Jedi Spirit, the Tridroid, and Darth Vader Battle Damage. Nice. That's a great list so, right there. I think I think so. I think those figures were phenomenal, um, and uh, I think some of them would be. They would stand right in with uh, with some of the modern sculpting that they have nowadays. Yeah, I agree, especially those aliens that, you know, are just, you know, they, they tend to knock out some of these aliens out of the park the first time around. And right. I could certainly see them coming back and, you know, fitting in with our modern, well, you know, that was modern too, right? But our more modern yeah. <laughs> uh, collection that we're seeing uh, currently. Kind of reminds me of like when we were talking Power of the Jedi last time, FX7. I mean, what more would you do with that figure yeah. that they didn't do already? That's the, that is the definitive version of that particular character. You could re-release that now and it would still hold up. Exactly. It would so still do sometimes just they just get it right, right off the bat and there's no need to revisit that character again. Totally. All right, my friends, and we'll go ahead and end it right there. So next time uh, in our next episode, we'll be focusing on all the other multitudes of assortments in this huge toy line. Um, so I'm really excited to get into all of those other assortments, the vehicles, the Order 66 packs, the evolution sets, the vehicles and all that stuff. And then uh, in part four, right after that, we'll follow it up with the concluding episode focusing on 30th anniversary collection by looking at saga legends so stay tuned for that and i just want to thank you for tuning in thank you so much for listening i hope that you've enjoyed this episode and you're enjoying the modern twilight retrospective series and our look at the 30th anniversary collection if you enjoyed the episode uh, definitely give us a like give us a review five stars whatever it is wherever you're listening to the show um, definitely appreciate your support and uh, certainly let me know what uh, your favorite item was that we talked about uh, today in this episode. If you're listening on YouTube, leave me a comment. And let me know what your favorite item there was. Or hit me up on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you're online. Look up Victoria's Cantina and uh, we'll be glad to talk. As always, no matter where you're tuning in from out in the galaxy, I would like to thank you for tuning in to the Cantina Chatter Podcast. Until next time, bye-bye.